Welcome to Unpacking the Case, the podcast by David Jones-Wold, the real estate law specialists. Hello, Richard. Hello, Lizzie. So we're here for a new splash episode, just catching up from uh, the December break on a case called Global 100 Limited and La Leva, or La Leva, however we want to pronounce that one. And um, so this is a court of appeal case from December and it surrounds property guardian schemes. So before we get into the case itself, do you want to explain what a property guardian scheme is? Yeah, they're, they're fairly commonly used. Um, basically, they're empty commercial premises uh, often, you know, sort of going to be developed sometime in the future. Uh, and uh, the owner of the site will basically allow uh these uh, guardian providers to, to provide guardians, you know, people who basically live there and they get a very, very much reduced rent. And they um, can prevent, uh, well, they squatters getting in. Squatters are very um, sort of uh, well, fond of uh, com- empty commercial premises because if it was residential, then they'd be committing criminal offences if they went and squatted nowadays, but not in commercial premises. And also can stop vandals getting in and act as a sort of glorified caretaker, really. And that's uh, that's what these guardian schemes are. I know back in 2020, there was something like 7,000 guardians. So they're, they're quite commonly used, often by local authorities and central government, but not uniquely. Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's the significance of, of these then? Well, there's been debates about it. I mean, some people do not at all like to use them at all. There's There's been various debates, not least of which are the guardians, the individuals. Um occupying under a lease or a license, because um, it's a, if it's a lease, uh, there's various sort of obligations attached to it, not least of which they'd be the short, short hold tenants. And um, uh, you have to give at least two months notice, uh, no earlier than the initial six months to have them leave. Um, and also you have to provide them with EPCs and the energy performance certificates must be at least E rated and the plan in the future is to go down to C rating in 2025, that's the plan. Uh, otherwise, you can't use the short hold ground and uh, you, know, you have to comply with gas safe requirements and give them copies of the gas safety certificates. Otherwise, you can't use the short hold ground. If there's a deposit, you have to be a member of a tenancy deposit scheme. Uh, otherwise, you can't use the short hold ground and quite a few other things besides. Um, that's the most obvious thing. And that's what the, the Global 100 case is, the first court of appeal case on that particular issue. Any other implications? Yeah, I mean, the, the other obvious implication, I might uh, mention a, a further implication of it later on, but the other uh, major implication of it being a lease is that um, if it's a lease of less than seven years duration of a dwelling, the landlord has to be responsible for the, the repair and maintenance uh, of the, the structure and exterior uh, and also the interior installations, gas, water, electricity, you know, space heating and uh, and the likes um, uh, under section 11 to 16 of the 85 landlord and tenant act, so it can be quite a burden. Uh, so, and that's basically what the case is about. Okay. Are there any other previous cases that have dealt with this? Well, dealing with this specifically, I mean, this is the first court of appeal case, but there have been others. I mean, they're based on a, on a famous case. It's one of our top 20 cases that we, we recorded, Lizzie, that you can get hold of. Uh, and that was Street and Mountford, if you remember that one, 1985 House of Lords case that said that the starting point is if you've got an exclusive possession for a term at a rent, no matter what it's called, it's a lease unless there are exceptional circumstances. And the real question mark, I suppose, is whether these are exceptional circumstances. 
Uh, there'd been a county court case, not a precedent, um, for instance, in 2017, a, a case called Camelot Property Guardians and um, Roynan, uh, which was uh, a Bristol case. It was a Bristol City Council uh, care home that was vacated. And they let people uh, they let people in these guardians. You don't have several of them uh, in these premises. Um, and they had their own uh, room. I think they had uh, two rooms and uh, kind of communal areas and the likes. Uh, and that was held uh, to actually be a lease. But uh, in 2019, there was a case called Camelot and Coo uh, involving empty property owned by Westminster City Council. And um, there they had a room, you know, they'd allocate their own rooms and the likes, they'd lock the rooms, but they got, you know, no absolute right to stay there, they could be moved around. And in that particular case, uh, the uh, High Court decided that these people actually had licences. Um, so it depends somewhat, to some extent on, you know, on the facts, but if you genuinely drafted, you know, they had a licence, they basically said they're akin to caretakers, service occupiers. Where it's with a better performance of your job and uh, service occupiers, one of the exceptions, there are genuine licenses. Should we move on to the facts of this case that we want to talk about today and any background on that one? Yeah, I, it was, um, it was again, it was a central government in this particular occasion. It was a NHS um, healthcare centre that was empty in, in London and Hammersmith. And what they did, this is you know, how these things tend to work, they, NHS, uh, enter into an agreement with a company called Global Guardians Management, who then enter into the agreement with Global 100. They were sort of uh, interrelated companies. And Global 100 finds several people to occupy this, uh, this former healthcare centre, including Laliva. And... Um, the agreement made it quite clear that uh, they got a written agreement, but it was so called a non-exclusive license agreement. They would choose their own rooms and the likes, and but they would um, have communal areas. There does seem to be something of a, a community atmosphere, um, and uh, it stated in the agreement you know, that uh, you, know, you weren't entitled to that particular location. They could uh, change the nature of the premises. And it was for the performance of their guardian functions that they were there. The case itself was uh, it was about uh, civil procedure rules and possession proceedings, which is not really my thing. But basically, it was uh, you have a first possession hearing, uh, and then you make a decision as to whether it you, you should have a case management directions for the full hearings. And the Court of Appeals said the, the test as to whether you go further is, is if the, the applicant, Oliver, has got a reasonable prospect of uh, success. Um, NHS wanted the property back, and so they instructed Global uh, to uh, terminate the agreements, and these people claimed that they were short-hold tenants. They failed at first instance. They succeeded on appeal, but then it went to the Court of Appeal. And the Court of Appeal, um, a bit like the Camelot and Coup case, said that it's not a sham. These people genuinely have uh, no exclusive possession. It's for the better performance of their job. It's like a service occupier. Uh, and uh, therefore, they had no reasonable prospect of success in possession uh, will go ahead. Uh, and that's the basic decision. It doesn't mean to say that on every last occasion, 
you might be a, a, a licensee, but certainly on, on these occasions and the vast majority as long as you frame the, the agreement correctly and it is genuinely for the better, better performance of your job. So it's quite significant in that respect. And at first glance, it looks, uh, it looks useful for, for the landowners. It's much easier to be rid of people. Are there any other implications of this case? Yeah, there was uh, another case um, uh, just over a year, year ago now, in December of 2020, uh, which uh, another court of appeal case called uh, Ludgate House in Ricketts, which I think might feature in another one of our podcasts, actually. Yeah, I recognise that name. Um, the Ludgate House is um, on the south bank on Blackfriars Road, near Blackfriars Bridge. Or it was until it was knocked down in 2018. It used to be, once upon a time, the offices of Express Newspapers, I remember. Hideous-looking late 70s, early 80s building. And it was vacated in 2015, but you know the, the, the development of the site didn't start until 2018, so they entered into these guardian schemes as well. Ricketts was actually the valuation officer for the local authority, was Southwark Borough Council. And that wasn't about possession proceedings, that was about whether these people, the guardians, are in occupation. Because uh, if they are, um, you can avoid business rates. You pay full business rates on empty commercial premises after three months, six months for warehousing and industrial units. Uh, and that particular case, the Court of Appeals said that they weren't in occupation, they weren't basically tenants. And uh, so Ludgate House was still in occupation and had to pay the business rates. Uh, the other thing which applies to all these things, potentially to all these things, depending on the facts, is they can easily be houses of multiple occupation, be at least all licensed, and they require licenses. Not all HMOs require licenses, but these uh, are an unusual one not to. And if you don't have a license, you could be A, fined, um, but you can also not use the short haul count if it was a lease. Uh, and you can also be required to pay rent repayment orders. Um, if it was uh, a HMO requiring a license. Uh, so they're not always the best of things to enter into. Some people quite, you know, avoid them, shun them. Uh, but that's it, uh, the Guardian schemes. Okay, thank you very much, Richard. Thank you, Richard, and thank you to everybody for listening. We'll see you again in our next episode.